0: This episode does contain themes of sexual assault and suicide. Make sure to check the description for show details. Hi guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Midnight Meltdown. I'm your host Amber Rose and today we are going to be talking about eight lessons I've learned in the past eight years. So the weekend that I'm recording this, I just graduated college. I'm officially a college graduate. Never thought I'd see the day, quite literally, but I'm so proud of myself. I took my last final yesterday. It was horrible but I made it through and I'm officially a college graduate. I have a degree in science for transfer with a study in criminology and I don't know what I'm going to do beyond that but we're going to figure it out. Just a few announcements before we get into the episode. Next week there is going to be no episode. My husband is graduating on Friday and we have a whole bunch of family coming into town and then I'm going to visit my parents twice so I'm going to be traveling this next week and just trying to spend time with family and friends that we haven't seen in a while. And I just want to have time to enjoy that. I did apply for a job and it's a job that I'm really excited about. I haven't heard back yet, but I'll keep everyone updated. So keep your fingers crossed for me because I really want this job. And then also for The Nameless, my new true crime podcast should be airing the week of June 12th because I'm taking next week off and I'm not releasing any episodes. It just gives me an extra week to finalize everything and make sure that it's up to my standards. And that's something I'm proud of so you can look forward to that and last and maybe most importantly make sure you guys are sharing the podcast if you like the content I'm putting out if you want more content from me make sure you're sharing it with your friends your family your co-workers the more you guys share the easier it is for me to get the podcast pushed out to new listeners and ultimately that's the goal and with that let's just jump in so the other day I was reflecting on my education journey and just kind of how the course of my life has really taken form the last few years and I realized it's been eight years since I graduated high school and now that I'm graduating college I feel like I've learned so much within those eight years. Now none of these lessons are directly applied to education necessarily but they're more just like life lessons that I've learned along the way. So I've compiled eight lessons that I hope will be beneficial to someone listening because I feel like life would have probably been a little bit easier if I would have realized some of these sooner but I think I've also grown a immensely as a person, after really thinking long and hard about these and implementing them into my own life. So as I walk into this next chapter of my life in this new season of life, I present to you eight lessons I have learned in eight years. Lesson number one, trust your gut and follow your heart. I know it kind of sounds like a Disney Channel mantra, kind of sounds very general, very straightforward, but truly this lesson might be the most important on this list. And I really relate this back to when I graduated high school and every single person I knew was going to college, they had a career path in mind, they had their life planned out. I was so lost and I knew in my gut that I did not want to go straight to college. And so it took a little bit of time to convince myself to trust myself and trust my heart and follow my gut feeling. But ultimately, trusting myself and being honest with my family that I wasn't ready to go to college. I wanted to take some time for myself. I wanted to go explore the world and travel Europe was the best thing I could have done for myself. Not only did I make memories that will truly last a lifetime, I experienced things that most people never get to experience in their entire lifetime. And there were things that I absolutely would not be able to do right now as a full-fledged adult because of financial reasons, because of family obligations. It just is not feasible for me to jump on a one-way flight to Europe right now but eight years ago it was and I'm so glad that I trusted myself and took that risk and took the chance and went because I would not have been happy at college if I went straight away and I think it's so important to trust yourself because I know that society and friends and family can have such a pull on your life and on your decisions that you make. You take their opinions and what they say to heart and it can be so hard to go against what everyone else is saying but at the end of the day, it's your life and the only one that's going to be happy is you. So you have to learn to trust your heart and follow your gut. Now this leads me into lesson number two. It kind of ties into the first one, but stop looking to other people to make decisions for you. This is something that I have struggled with my entire life. I am A, introverted, and B, I am a thousand percent a people pleaser. So when people look to me to even make like the simplest decisions, for example, Sometimes Olivia will text me and say, hey, I'm coming over, do you want a Starbucks? And I'll say, yeah. She'll say, okay, what do you want? And I can't even tell her what I want. So I'll just be like, oh, um, I'll get whatever you get or I don't care, you choose for me. When in reality, I probably do care and there probably is a specific drink that I want in mind, but I'm just so afraid of like inconveniencing other people. And I'm also so afraid of what other people think. And it has taken me a lifetime to work through this and walk over this hill, it is something that I struggle with so bad. But in specific, I think about a time in high school that really ties to this. This is something I regret so much. And looking back, I like cringe at how embarrassing this is. But I started a YouTube channel when I was in high school. I wanted to be a YouTuber. This was before being a YouTuber was like an actual career, before it was like a cool thing. There was a very select group of beauty influencers who were in the YouTube space. I just idolized this group of girls so much and I wanted to do what they were doing and so I started a YouTube channel but I was very shy about it and a little embarrassed I didn't want to tell anyone but I thought to myself I need permission to do this I need to get my friends input and I need to get my friends opinions so I literally remember sitting in the hallway on the third floor of my parents house and I had a list of my friends and I called each of my friends one by one one and literally asked would you care if I started a YouTube channel do you think it's a good idea if I started a YouTube channel and had a conversation with each and every one of them and what business does 16 17 year old girls have in telling me what to do with my life decisions like I feel bad for that girl I look back and I literally feel sorry for the girl that I once was I cared so much about what other people thought that I literally turned to my friends to ask permission to make a YouTube channel. At the time, I thought it was like so cute and I thought I was having like a cheetah girls moment, like my close circle of girls and they all support me and they're all gonna help me make this decision. But being 26 and looking back, I'm like, girl, you just were holding yourself back. Like I should not have looked to them to make that decision for me. I should have trusted myself and followed my heart and put everything I had into the skill set that I now have learned over the years. To this day, I still love, Making YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel, I don't really post on it anymore, but I still love filming. I mean, I post TikToks all the time, so who knows if my life would have been different if I hadn't have looked to these people to make the decision for me and if I would have just thrown myself into following my dreams of being a YouTuber. But regardless, I think this lesson applies to every aspect of your life. Stop looking to other people to make decisions for you because at the end of the day, every single person is different, and a decision that someone else would make for themselves is not necessarily the decision that you would make for yourself so why are you letting them decide on to lesson number three this one kind of gets my blood boiling a little bit like I get a little heated when I think about this lesson but the people you surround yourself are a reflection of who you are as a person and I know some people are going to want to fight me on this but the whole reason that this came to fruition was I was having a conversation with one of my friends from high school the other day and we were talking about some people that we used to to know who we don't associate with anymore who are not friends with anymore and just kind of like reminiscing on how friendships change and people change and I very confidently had expressed that if I had the option to be friends with some of these people again I wouldn't want it like I have no intention and no desire to be associated with a few of these people because the people that I surround myself with are a reflection of who I am as a person at one point in my life I think I was so desperate for friends that I would just be friends with everybody. I felt like the more people I surrounded myself with, the less chance I had of being left behind and the less chance I had of being lonely. But looking back, there were plenty of times that the people that I was hanging out with would make bad decisions and ultimately that reflected bad on me. And even now there are some people that I might still associate with, but I do not share the same viewpoint on certain things such as politics, such as... Is women's rights or trans rights and that's hard because I'm honestly kind of embarrassed by some of the people that I'm friends with because their views and their opinions do not align with the things that I believe in so at the end of the day I think it is much more important to have a small group of a few select people who share the same values and who reflect positively on you as a person opposed to having a large crowd of people who do nothing but drag you down and make you feel uncomfortable. There is not comfort and safety in numbers when it comes to social interactions. Again, some people might argue with me, but truthfully, the people that you surround yourself with are a reflection of you. And I promise you, if you take the time to really sit down and look at your circle of friends or look at the people that you're keeping in your life, you might find one or two people who aren't benefiting you and who, quite frankly, you might be better off not not having in your life anymore and just because you don't have somebody in your life doesn't mean that you don't respect them. It doesn't mean that you don't like them. It doesn't mean that you don't care about them. It just means that you are putting yourself first and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Halfway there, lesson number four. Life is not a game of right versus wrong and when I say that, I don't mean like the legal or justice system. Like obviously committing fraud or committing murder is wrong. Maybe don't do that don't be a criminal. But what I just mean is that when you're young and you're in grade school or high school, you are taught a very strict and a very strategic timeline of how your life should look, the things that you should be doing, and by what age you should be doing them. And if you don't fit inside these boxes, you're an outcast or you're doing something wrong. Please take it from me that that is just not at all true. Every single person's journey, circumstances, and feelings are so different from one another, but it is just next to impossible to have one box that everybody should fit in. Just because you graduate high school doesn't mean you should immediately go off to a four-year college. Some people can't afford that. Some people don't want to do that. Some people are successful without going to college. Some people go to a community college because they're not sure what they want to do yet. Some people, like me, want to travel before they go straight into college. College is not a guarantee jackpot. There is no way to say with the utmost certainty that if you go to college, you're going to be successful. You're going to get a great paying job and have a very steady career. That's just not how life works. Life is full of twists and turns, ups and downs, and again, seasons. Changing of life, changing of friendships, changings of relationships. So if you feel like something is not right, then it's probably wrong and you're allowed to feel that way. And speaking of feelings, lesson number five is that your feelings are valid. This is a saying that I probably say a little too often. Oh my god, I just wish everybody could latch on to this and have it like tattooed on their body that your feelings are valid. I struggle with this so much because me and my parents butt heads so often. I don't have the healthiest relationship with my family. I have a relationship with them, I love and respect my parents, but we have very different views on many topics, and again, I said this in another episode, my parents are boomers, they were born in the day and age of you get married, you have kids, you work till you die, and that's just not how I want to live my life, and so when I started going to therapy really young, my dad doesn't believe in therapy, so I was told that I was overreactive, I was told that I was hormonal because I was a girl. I was told that I was too emotional, which are all very detrimental things to say to someone who is actively experiencing depression, anxiety, PTSD, or any mental health problem in general. But I think where I learned this lesson the most and what will always stick with me to this day is that when I finally had the courage to report my sexual assault and I worked closely with my therapist and with the resource center in my hometown, I did have a patient advocate and my therapist come with me to the police station to file an official police report about my abuse and against my abuser. And I was told by a female officer, it's his word against yours. And we're probably not going to move forward with these charges. I'm not going to get into it, but that absolutely crushed me because if you've ever been the victim of any crime, but especially a crime against your own body where you are violated and you have your choices taken away from you when it comes to something so intimate and you finally find the courage to do something that absolutely fucking terrifies you, talking about my abuse is not fun. It's not easy and it's not something I do aside from occasionally with my husband and with my therapist because you best believe for the past however many years since my abuse happened, I have been in active therapy because of it because it really fucked me up. But needless to say, not long. Long after this, I attempted suicide because I was literally told that I was not protected by the law, and that my feelings about my abuse were not valid, and that they were not important. And that is why so many people of domestic violence, sexual abuse, sexual assault don't speak up because there is very little justice for people who go through something like that. Anywho, long story short, your feelings are valid, and just please believe that whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, you are justified in feeling how you're feeling and knowing. Nobody, and I mean nobody, should ever be able to tell you different. Okay, moving forward, lesson number six. This one also kind of relates back to lesson number three, but it also makes me so heated and so frustrated. But when people show themselves to you, believe them, okay? Please believe them. I have three specific friendship breakups in mind that if I would have applied this life lesson to these situations sooner, I think it could have saved me a lot of heartache, a lot of time, and a lot of effort. Now, I guess three strikes throughout out because it took me three friendship breakups to realize this, but it also applies to more than just friends. It applies to relationships. It applies to co-workers, it applies to friendships, and it also applies to family, okay? I'm trying to put into words how I feel about this specifically, but the whole reason that this one came to fruition is because, again, I was talking to that same friend about people that we used to be associated with, but this one person in particular, let's just say I regret having them a part of certain life moments and there were so many red flags, like red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag, but I had been friends with this person for so many years and had been through so much with this person that I was really pushing and really stretching myself thin, making excuse after excuse for them for why they kept fucking up and why their behavior was unacceptable and for why they were hurting my feelings, but I didn't have the courage to speak up or step up about it. And I think I'm definitely kind of in this phase of my life where like if we aren't getting along and if you are not being the type of person that I want to be associated with, like I'm not going to stick around. If you show me your true colors, I'm going to believe you because if I've learned anything from these few friendship breakups and also just from like being associated with people and like being associated with people from previous jobs or like family members that I don't really speak to anymore. It's that when people act a certain way, that's because that's who they are. Like they're not acting that way for the fun of it. It's because like that's really who they are, what they feel, what they think. And they're trying to tell you something. If they show you who they are, believe them. And then it's up to you to decide if their true colors and their behavior is something. that you want to keep around. And take it from me that you are absolutely better off cutting these people out of your life. Don't do what I did and hold out and have false hope and pray for a change. Why don't instead you go out and find somebody that you want to be associated with instead of hoping and praying that the people you are associated with are going to change. So if someone shows you their true colors, just believe them. Lesson number seven. This one might be kind of blunt and might take some people by surprise, but life is too short for apologies, because quite frankly, not one single person gives a fuck. No one cares, okay? And this is something that I am still working on, and I probably will still have to work on for the rest of my life, but being an avid people pleaser, I have a tendency to apologize for absolutely every single thing under the sun. I will stay up all night thinking about something that happened three days ago, and my anxiety will run rampant for literally no fucking reason. (laughs) Like, for example, they Facebook marketplace I was trying to buy this vanity from this girl on Facebook and she was out of town so she was saying that her roommate could like sell it to me if I went to their house but she wasn't giving me like a good time and I don't have my notifications turned on for Facebook Messenger so I'll only keep checking it if I'm like in an active conversation so she kept getting mad at me for like not going to pick up the vanity but she wasn't giving me like a time to go pick it up or like a day and then like one of the last messages she sent me, she was like, are you going to come get it or not? Because you've now made my roommate wait three days and she's just wasted three days of her life waiting for you, which like a, so rude. You're a complete stranger and B, I don't want to buy anything from you now because your attitude is very hostile and passive aggressive and makes me quite frankly, very uncomfortable. But what did I do? I apologized for supposedly being an inconvenience (laughs) and then I felt guilty and I was like, do I need to apologize more? And I do this all the time like if I go to Starbucks and they mess up my drink and I ask them to remake it I'll be like I'm so sorry like can you fix this they probably get that like 800 times a day like they don't care they probably fix drinks left and right for people that are so much more rude than I am right it's like why am I apologizing I have such an issue with that and I remember days at work where like I would call out because I was having an eczema flara or I was having a migraine and I would feel so guilty and so bad even though I'm literally like incapacitated I cannot work there's a reason I'm calling out of my shift and that whole day I would feel so guilty I would just not be able to stop thinking about how I'm inconveniencing everyone at my job and how like I'm just making things so much harder for everybody else but then when I'm at work and somebody calls out like I'm over it within like five minutes like I forget they were even supposed to be there because you just adapt and move on like you call someone else into the shift or you just make it work with however many employees you have there literally no one gives a fuck you're not as important as you think you are. And I need to keep telling myself that because I am a people pleaser. I am an apology whore. And the amount that I worry about the littlest, most unimportant things, you would think I was like the queen of England by the way that I think that people think about me when they absolutely do not give two fucks. So yep, just remember life is too short. So you don't need to apologize for shit unless you actually do something really bad or fuck up, but don't apologize for minor things or slight inconveniences that in reality aren't actually an inconvenience it's just you're probably dealing with like a Karen or something last but certainly not least I talked about this song lyric in another one of my episodes I still want to get it tattooed on my body this is a quote from a song by Phineas Billie Eilish's brother his song is called lifetime and the lyric says it's only a lifetime that's only a while and then right after it it says it's not worth the angry felt as a child If there is one thing you take from this podcast episode, you guys, or one lesson that you take to heart and you implement into your life, please let it be lesson number eight. It's only a lifetime. That's only a while. I think being somebody who survived a suicide attempt, at least in my perspective, as cliche as it sounds, it really does kind of give you a different outlook on life. If I had successfully completed suicide and I was like up in heaven looking down on my life and thinking about all all the things that I never got to accomplish I probably would have been more sad than I was leading up to my suicide and obviously like anything after death is just circumstantial like we don't really know what actually happens after death but the whole point to this lesson is in saying I have now lived a whole lifetime after my attempt that I am so thankful for even thinking about my marriage like it's insane to me that I met my husband four and a half years ago we've been married for a year and a half almost like time just flies so fast and I don't want to be somebody who looks back on my life and can only think about all the things I never did or can only reminisce on all of my regrets or on all the things that I would change I want to be the type of person that looks back and is grateful for the people that they've had in their life grateful for the experiences they've had grateful for the memories they've made and truly lived life as if there was no tomorrow because life changes so fast and whether that means death unfortunately which is obviously a permanent end to your current life or it just means the changing of life and the seasons of life it's only a lifetime and that really is only a while it is not as long as we all think it is if you look back and think about high school yeah in the moment four years felt like forever but after you graduate I graduated eight years ago so that's already double the time that I spent in high school and like I don't even remember the past eight years. Like, I still feel like a child, but I'm approaching my 30s. Life just moves so fast, so just enjoy what you have while you can. And that concludes my eight lessons that I have learned in eight years. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Honestly, I think this might be one of my favorite episodes I have posted thus far. I didn't think I would enjoy talking about all these things so much, but I think they've made my life better, and I think i have become a better person because of them. So if any, of these life lessons resonated with you please let me know in the question box or send me a dm and let me know which life lesson was your favorite but again just a reminder there will be no new episode next monday but i will see you the week after which should be the week of june 12th and i hope you guys have a great start to your june happy memorial day it is memorial day when this is going live and to anyone who has recently graduated or is about to graduate congratulations and i will see you guys next time Bye.